Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Experience unlined perfection with the nearly undetectable Invisible Lift Demi Bra, or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44, that's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you can always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to You Down, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. My high school was very mixed. So going to Hampton was like all black people all the time. And I was down for it. But um, I was putting up pictures in my room of like my different friends from high school. And people would walk by and they'd be like, damn, girl, you got a lot of white folks on your wall. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I think I'm in the wrong place. Poppin' everybody, welcome back to You Down, a podcast where four funny honeys come together to talk about what's going on in the culture. I'm Yasmin Monet Watkins. I'm Ashley Holston. I'm Shakira Janae Pei. And I'm Mamiya Aforo. But collectively, we're known as Obama's Other Daughters. <laughs> Today, we are asking You Down with College. Higher education is always touted as the way to get the best jobs, make the most money, but is it really worth the cost? Today we're asking about our college experiences, how the pandemic is changing the way we learn, and answering the question, you down with college. But before we do that, uh, let's check in with each other. (laughs) Ladies, what are we loving? What are we hating? Oh, man. Um, This week, I want to shout out all the aunties out there. My niece just had her birthday, and just, I, it's cool, like, to see her. What? Are you it's, shouting at yourself? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I, 
Thank you. I'm shouting out the Today experience. I'm loving that I am an aunt. Shout I, out to me. I love being an aunt. I like, no, go for it. Go for I it. love hanging out with them, watching them grow. Like she's a full blown like human adult now. But like before she was like a baby. And I saw, I've seen that the happened whole to all of us. Though. Yeah, I most know. people I know went through most that Most people process. started as a baby, except for Benjamin Button. Yeah, exactly. Was, yeah, that was a special exactly. case. <laughs> well, we're not so talking about the exception. We're talking about the rule. Shout out to all my nieces and nephews: Paris, Madison, Zoe. August, oh, wow. Miles. Okay. All right, okay. all right. All right. Lily. Lily, don't forget Lily. <laughs> and um, soon to be Reagan. She's coming into the world in a little bit yeah, too. And of... Zora was just born. Okay. Jeez. Oh my God. That's a lot of The Watkins <laughs> pop, popping, pop, 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 popping them babies out over there. I do understand that though, because, uh, well, I don't understand being uh, an aunt because I am not one, but I do understand how it feels to just get to watch a child grow. And this week I'm yeah. loving the way that Zoom is still allowing me to be in contact with my old nanny kid. We've Aww. been having play dates and uh, <laughs> we like, it's just really nice to, to still be in contact with her and to see that she hasn't forgotten me, guys. She Aww. still remembers <laughs> that I exist and I'm part of her life. Um, and are, her parents told me something really nice. What were you going to say, Kira? Are the parents paying you? Oh. Uh, no, because okay. I love her. Okay. So I, I, well, you I know, they could throw paid. a few dollars. She's we in a paid. pandemic. It's tight. You know what I'm saying? She's you know, I'm doing charity. I'm doing the Lord's work. Okay. They need a break, and I'm gonna help them get a break. And I and I get something from it because I mean, who else am I gonna have a dance party with stuffed animals with? You know. Um, but her parents told fun. me it was. Her parents told me that Charlie will never forget you. She talks about you all the time to our relatives, and she always speaks so highly. There's there, that world doesn't exist. And I was just like, Aww. it's just really nice to know that I am impacting a life. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what I'm loving this week. Aw, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. How can you top it? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm loving. I, I'm just, or I'm grateful for the gifts I've been getting because uh, my neighbors moved. <laughs> oh, okay, moving gifts. I know. And I'm like, my recent neighbor moved and she was a super dope girl. She gave me some pots for my plants. And I was oh. like, this is amazing. Y'all, she, Kira's house is a whole jungle now. It's a jungle. It's a jungle. <laughs> it's a mood, y'all. It's a mood. And Beautiful. she gave me a huge mirror that she didn't want to, oh. to crack in the moving truck. She was like, you can just have this. A mirror? Y'all know, shoot, that thing was at least 100. So I'm like. I heard you singing about that mirror. Uh, like, <laughs> you looked down at your phone and you were like, the mirror. <laughs> I was like, Ariel. From the Little Mermaid, looking at myself. <laughs> I feel like I keep mentioning food things, so that might say something about my life. But I'm also really loving chai tea, mm. and specifically chai tea with oat milk. Like, oat milk is a mm. whole phenomenon that I'm so into right now. I was an almond milk girl for years, um, but then I started feeling like I was getting, like, I don't know, like it wasn't as healthy or something and reading stuff that maybe it wasn't. But oat milk is a creamier, more delicious alternative (laughs) (laughs) to almond milk. So if you haven't tried it, um, do yourself a favor and try it. 
You won't. I did it for the first time recently in my brother's house, and I was mad. I was like, "You don't got no almond milk. You know, I need almond milk with my cereal. (laughs) Say it with your chest. I I said it with my whole chest. You know, I'm his big sister. I want him to know. You grown now, but I'm gonna still take you out if you don't got what I need. Um, that's not true. I love my brother. Uh, Also, too, I'm like, he's offering you free stuff. Free milk. You might have to knock him out because it's not the type of free milk you you want. Free milk. Don't talk about the dynamics of my family. Okay, Okay. we do what we do. No, but it was it was very delicious, and I I then crushed the whole thing of almond milk, or oat milk before he got a chance to get a bowl. So it's delicious. Well, I'm glad we could all focus on the love today because Lord knows we need to. And mm-hmm. I hope y'all listening can find a little bit of joy too. Now, as mentioned, we're diving into college today. Was hey. college really worth it? Shoot. Uh, what life lessons did we actually learn? Who oh. taught Mamiya the word deliciouser? Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Shady. Don't worry. Questions. And when will <laughs> Sally Mae stop harassing us for her coins? Mm. Can't draw blood from a stone. Leave us alone, girl. (laughs) (laughs) We're traveling back to our school days right after the break. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and a leg room that makes even long trips, comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Welcome back. I am so hyped to jump into this main combo this week. I feel like the factors that go into, especially black women choosing to go to college, um, can be varied. So I would love to get into why we all went to college. In my house, there was no option, really. Yeah. <laughs> that part. People, I mean, mo- a lot of people are like that, but it's like, you will be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. Those are like the three acceptable careers. My parents aren't as traditional as a lot of people, but like that was not an option for us to not go to college. And I chose Spelman College. Ooh, ooh, shout out to my Spelman sisters out there <laughs> doing the Spelman hand right now. Um, I chose Spelman because I needed to be around black people. I needed to learn about who I was amongst other black people um, because I grew up around literally all white people. So Mm -hmm. I was the only black girl in most of the things I ever did, except for certain camps and stuff um, that I went to where I would meet other people. But I just had this urge to understand what it means to be a black woman in America beyond the Mm. scope that I could learn having African parents and being in Minnesota. Cause it is not the same as when you're in the culture. I could imagine that was like such a culture shock for you to go from Minnesota to Spelman. (laughs) I literally would watch BET. I mean, I watched BET anyway, but I learned every, you know, in like, I don't want to age myself, but in like 2007, all the young jock and like the dances, I knew every single dance. I love it. I bought Air Force Ones before. As you should. Like I just really was like, I watched ATL about 10,000 times. And all of the music from the time, lean with it, rock with it, bounce with it, drop with it, all of that. I was like, oh, I'm going there and nobody's going to know that I had to study to know all of it. Yeah, I wish I had taken your approach to studying before I went to an HBCU because I was unprepared. So college was also not an option in my home. Uh, My parents were like, you need to think of which careers are going to be the most lucrative growing Mm. over the next 10 years. And you need to put yourself in one of those careers. Like they were very (laughs) strategic about it. Um, And I decided that I would also appease my parents by going to the same college they went to. Um, which was Hampton University, which was an hour away from where I lived. And it is an HBCU. Black, black. And I <laughs> I went to a very mixed school. Actually, it was mostly Filipino, if anything. Um, but high going school? to Hampton, yeah, my high school was mostly oh. like, it was very mixed. I was mixed. like, Hampton I, was? <laughs> no, no, no. My high school was very mixed. So mm. going to Hampton was like all black people all the time. And I was down for it. But um, I was putting up pictures in my room of like my different friends from high school and people would walk by and they'd be like, damn girl, you got a lot of white folks on your wall. (laughs) (laughs) And I immediately was like, I think I'm in the wrong place. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, but I, I made it That's through w- one year. <laughs> made it through one year. Um, it was a time. It's interesting because I, I didn't go to an HBCU. I only visited one uh, in my freshman year, and I never even considered it. But I thought it was so fun. Like when I got there, I was like, it's "Oh, this." It was a party. Yeah. It was all the way turned up. Y'all know what I'm wow. saying? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I also was just visiting. So I can't say if I had gone, mm-hmm. they'd be like, girl, you need to hang out with me. I, I went to a, a mixed, <laughs> I went to a, a high school and middle school with a good amount of black people, um, more in middle school, only like 10% in high school, which is crazy because I'm from Baltimore. But um College was an uh, option, I guess. I put more pressure on myself than my mom did. My mom was like, okay, yeah, you want to go? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> she was you want to be an actor? <laughs> yes, I support that. I mean, I have been doing theater from summer camp. Like, I went to the only black theater in... Um, oh, you were, you were a yeah. theater nerd, Kira? I was a theater nerd, uh, <laughs> just through and through. Like, I went to AMDA, which is uh, American Musical Dramatic Academy, and I knew I wanted to go to New York, because that's where the stage was. And and then I wanted to move to L.A., because that's where the screen was. And, yeah, oh, so, wow. like, for me, the decision was just kind of, like, oh, if I go to AMDA, I can go to New York, and then I can get the degree from the L.A. campus. And and that's how I picked AMDA over Savannah College of Art and Design, which mm. I, I got into and actually had a pretty decent scholarship, but um, I didn't go to SCAD. I'm so jealous that you took the direct path to acting. Like, I majored in political science only to realize politics are fake, and I... I also, the other side of me was acting, musical yeah. theater, all of that, but I thought it was unrealistic. Same. And you believed from the beginning that you could do that <laughs> and just started on that path after high school. I mean, so, but also too, I think the over. influence that we had, you know, my mom was like, if that's what you think you can be and do, I believe in it. You know, so there was mm. never any. That's also, I feel rare. Yeah. yeah. She didn't want me to have a backup plan. She was Aww. like, there was no pressure to. So that's one thing I love and appreciate because I hear stories all the time. Like, oh, my parents did not want me to go into Mm-mm. acting or to be an artist. And I was like, my mom said, go ahead, you know, <laughs> let's yeah. pretend like we can pay Sally Bay because you know we can't. But. Well, it's so funny. I think I knew, like, my first poem and my first play were in the eighth grade. Growing up in L.A., everybody is in entertainment, so I was just, like, poo-pooing it, you know what I mean? Even as I was taking the drama classes and all of that, and, like, I really got into science. That was my jam. I was a part of the National Black Organization of Black Chemists and Chemical Engineers, and, uh, my college counselor recommended me for a scholarship called Posse, which mm. is like a merit leadership scholarship. And again, college was never really optional in my family. My mom's a, a professor at Cal State Northridge. She teaches gender and women's studies. She's a PhD. My dad's a, a JD, MBA. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you that full tuition leadership scholarship got me to the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania from LA. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want the debt. No, thank you. I'll take this scholarship. I will go. My high school had 4,000 students in it. And when I got to Dickinson, it was like 2,800. Just a small, small PWI, you know, institution. Uh, And I was shocked. Talk about a culture shock. Like going from L.A., to Carlisle, Pennsylvania. You should have called me, yes, even though we didn't know each other. 
But it's funny because all that time I was in the sciences, like, this is where it's going to be. And I took Black Feminist Thought my sophomore year around the time that I was, like, grappling with my sexuality. That course changed my life. Jerry Philogene, Black woman, Black Haitian woman that was teaching that class, like, all praise to her for just the guidance and I don't know, like college was amazing, even as I was one of very few black people on that campus. I would be interested in finding out the percentages of people who stick with the on the track of what they went to college for. Like mm. Kira mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly knew what she was going to do from birth. Um, <laughs> she came out the womb with the monologue. <laughs> <laughs> well, mommy, I don't know you as a lawyer. Did you <laughs> are you still practicing uh, political science on the low low? After you underneath you the comedy? I'm just kidding. You didn't know that I also practiced law. No, I studied political science. I, did, I worked on Capitol Hill. I worked in the Senate when I graduated. And I, similar to Yaz, there's a class at Spelman called ADW, African Diaspora in the World. Um, mm. Life-changing course. You can actually buy the book on the Spelman website. And Ooh. I would recommend everybody to just get that. Who What's wants it called? To, African Diaspora in the World. And it's a course that you have to take. And it basically just goes from like the beginning of time to where we are now and how we black people got all over the world. And Mm. like the different like that's where I learned about Sarah Bartman for the first time and Mm. like really understood colorism as a concept that it was a thing that I I knew what I felt that in Mm -hmm. Atlanta, but I didn't know that it was actually something that people coined. Um, And anyway, so. Honestly, when I was in the Senate, shout out to our government, but I was like, this is some fake stuff. I would rather yeah. write uh, the other side of me, which I made a documentary when I studied abroad with NYU and Ghana, which is a PWI. So Spelman students were able to do their abroad programs. And so when I made that documentary, I was sleeping in the editing room. Like nothing had ever made me feel that passionate before. And I was like, how can I merge these two? But then... It just got me to L.A. eventually, and I kind of have put that on the back burner. I definitely think I will, um, especially with everything going on now, that's mm-hmm. I been sparked in me again. Like, okay, you have this education. You should stop being quiet. <laughs> um, but it's definitely a tricky business, and I, I'm glad that I chose <laughs> to remove myself from calling politics a business is... I feel like on one end you were in the business of politics and then you were like, but I want to be on the scandal of politics. Like, right. Like I'd rather write the story and like get a message to people through making them laugh than creating policy that nobody's ever going to read. Especially through the arts. Like I find for me when like black feminist thought was like the start, but then it freed me to take other things that interested me Mm. particularly like, so my major was American studies with a double minor in gender and women's studies and film studies. Mm. And particularly looking at African-American women's representation in the media, it infuriated me. I was like, when I graduate, I'm going to go into Hollywood and I'm going to use my voice and do something different and like, not even different, but like use my voice in a positive impact to share these things that I'm learning. And like, 
I just remember being free to explore, like taking the drama classes, doing plays. I did worked on a doc as well. Like just like about people of color, especially black folks at Dickinson and what their experiences were over time. Mm -hmm. And especially just like when you are the only one, you really have to be intentional about like seeking out that community. And like that was a, a deeply one lesson that I had to learn at Dickinson, you know? That's an interesting point because how do you, what do you guys think? There's a lot of debate over um, PWIs, predominantly white institutions, versus HBCUs, historically mm-hmm. black colleges and universities. According to UNCF, there are 106 HBCUs and they make up 3% of America's colleges and universities, yet they produce 20% of all African American graduates. Mm and 25% of African-American graduates in STEM, specifically, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math. Like my which are pretty Yes, and you were <laughs> in that realm too, Yasmin. So for that reason, I think that in an HBCU environment, you could be encouraged to pursue one of those um, careers that at another school they might discourage you and think that it's too hard or, you know, something like that mm-hmm. the way people think about us sometimes. I will say that when so I, I left Hampton that- I had to talk to the dean and he was like no other school is gonna have your back like Hampton will have your back we're gonna look out right for you. and I was like um can you just oh. sign my paper sir <laughs> <laughs> I got time for this all right so disrespectful right? oh. I don't want to hear this and make you change my mind I'm 18 I know what I'm doing I was 18 yeah and <laughs> oh, back when the halves were thing oh I mean, I didn't attend HBCU, but I do see the power in it. I mean, I felt like an ounce because I went to homecoming three times. That's how much I enjoyed the... (laughs) That's the uh, pinnacle experience of an HBCU. (laughs) It was like educated black people who twerk. I'm here for it. (laughs) That's all I needed. And then (laughs) AMDO was just a bunch of uh, leotards and dancing around and musical theater and like... It, it's it's such a very small group of people in very small community and it's a lot of women as well so like even down to like seeing you know guys at, at the HBCU I was like oh this is great a lot of guys here you know um more houses right here next to that Spelman definitely played a factor in my decision yeah. to go to Spelman <laughs> Not but on the uh education front I think I think you can get an amazing education from wherever Mm-hmm. whatever college mm-hmm. you go to that you apply yourself yes like, I think it's, it's a lot to do with you know the student I I do see the value in HBCUs especially for like someone coming from mommy's case where you haven't been around black folk and right. you it's you know I think there are studies that talk about learning environments and feeling more secure when there are other people around who share your experience and uh know your struggle my experience at HBCU was not the best just because I felt uh, I wasn't allowed to like things that weren't like that weren't black specific Mm. and that was a Mm. big problem for me so I I mean I've gone to several colleges um, and going to a PWI it wasn't um, it wasn't necessarily that I think that that was a better school I think that I was more equipped to figure out like what it is that I wanted to do and was more secure being myself uh in right. those mm-hmm. that space 
And I like really wish that I like I had another a friend who did wind up going to Spelman from a different college for like a semester and she's like, "Oh my god, I loved it. Like black women everywhere." And I was just like, oh, I, I wish that I had been able to have that experience or even like it never crossed my mind as a consideration." You know what I mean? And again, as I mentioned, Dickens was very white, and I was one of the charter members for Delta Sigma Theta to come to campus. Oh, yes, Soror. That's I know, hard. right? <laughs> also, shout out to the Sabras in the world that are listening. Ooh, whoop. Ooh, whoop. Yes. Oh. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, sh- shout out to the, the Sorors. Sorors. All right. All right. Calm down, Calm down you right. two. If you Ashley guys want to do grad chapter, let's talk about it after the pandemic. Ooh. Yes, but you'll write your recommendations. <laughs> Imagine all the like uh, requests that come in for the advice letter. Will you write my recommendation? My Delta letter? recommendation. <laughs> Will you pay my dues so oh, I can be oh. an active member? Oh, that was so ha. tough. That was so brutal. Oh, but I like, gotta pay dues too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They gotta do a lot of stuff. But I like. I wish that I'd been able to connect with like our. We were connected to Harrisburg alumni chapter. Like mm-hmm. God love them. I'm so grateful, but I also am like, oh, how amazing would it have been to be at a campus like Spelman or where Delta was like generations and generations of Deltas, you know? As someone who went to Hampton, the Deltas were kicked off indefinitely at my school. So it was not something like my mom is a Delta, my grandmother, like their Deltas run to my family. They would love for me to be their sister. Went to Hampton. They were uh, banished for hazing people. And I just could not get down with letting somebody disrespect me. I don't know how I would have done it. We need to do a hazing well, episode. Yeah, I unless know, somebody but... assassinates me before. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, I will say all the tea. that, like, some of my best friends and, like, truly, like, Delta did bring me some of, like, my closest friends and, Same. like, sisters. And that sisterhood is so real and I'm just like really grateful for it and also as we're thinking about like PWI versus HBCU like there are those differences too you know but I also feel like particularly at Spelman the thing that when I've had younger people be like well what what's the difference I haven't been to a PWI besides my study abroad program but on Spelman and Morehouse and Clark, the AUC, Atlanta University Center campuses, I felt for the first time like a person, not a black person. Like mm. it's a microcosm of the world where the student government is all black. The uh, student activities directors are all, everybody there is black and working and doing. And it's not, yeah. you know, the stereotypes that people say about us. Go to those campuses and you see that that is in fact not true in that right. space mm-hmm. like these are all all of my friends are lawyers and doctors and you know whatever and they're mm-hmm. still like you said secure to work in with a yeah. Heineken in their hand <laughs> I mean um on the other side of it I Yo. mean my best friend went to Spelman and she's a dentist but when I was in middle school it was predominantly black and I remember being like man these black girls are being mean like I, that's why I didn't even consider it because the experience that I did have in um you know in middle elementary it wasn't an embraced higher education, like empowered experience. So that's why when I went to visit Spelman, Morehouse, that whole little, uh, you know, what did you call it? Uh, AUC. AUC. Mm -hmm. Um, I was taken aback because I just, 
didn't have that experience when I did have a predominantly black school, which was, I can't, you know, it's middle school. So, but then in high school, the difference between middle school and high school is like when I did go to a predominantly white high school, I uh, was winning. Like I was a cool black girl. I did the morning announcement. I was in theater. They embraced all my corny shit. Like they was like, she's lame and we love it. And I was like, this is where it's at. So, mm-hmm. wow. I, you know, I just had a, that's why I don't, I don't think I even thought to, you know, mm-hmm. also I don't, don't think they had me- the programs that I wanted. I wanted the yeah. act and all of that. True. And like, don't get me wrong. I definitely was afraid. Like <laughs> freak. that's why I did all that research. I was like, <laughs> they're going to hate me. They're going to say, I talk like a white girl. Cause yep. the guy said that to me in high school that like made me so sad. Um, and I did have some experiences, which hopefully we get to at a different time, of just, like, not feeling accepted. Because in the South, there, colorism runs very deep in mm, Southern culture. Yeah. And I didn't even know that's what I was walking into. And I, had, I made some of my best friends, lifelong sisters, in that environment. But it also bred some insecurities in me that did not exist mm-hmm. before I went there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I hear you yeah. on that. What did you guys expect, like college to be versus what it was like (laughs) did you have expectations before and then you got there and you're like oh (laughs) this is college um basically the dance party scene from love and basketball is what (laughs) 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 what I wanted it to be Uh, but I also didn't expect anything because I just didn't know how I if I would be cool enough or like people would think like you said, I was corny because mm-hmm. I love musicals and watch Hairspray five million times. Like <laughs> I, but what what I got was truly a community that was embracing women, black women of all kinds. You saw the wealthiest of the wealthy, whose parents were famous, to a gr- the people who were the first person in their family to go to mm. college and like were working on campus to be able to pay for it. You know, like that's what I loved about Spelman, that it was a culmination of every facet of black woman you could imagine. Mm-hmm. That sounds so bomb. Yeah. I think I, I don't know if I had these expectations of college, like that it would be parties and ragers and <laughs> any of that kind of stuff. Cause I was literally going to a conservatory, but um, I did feel like college was very freeing like being able to yeah yeah I was living in New York City I mean I was walking around in a leotard in tights like because I wanted to oh and a, oh damn yeah. and a pair of sneakers like going to like and my friends would do it too because it's like well we're going to you know dance review so we just walk through oh you know my god the upper west side like this and I remember I was in control of every decision it was like what do I want to eat what do I where do I want mm-hmm. so Mm-hmm. I do remember like that first time being away from home and being able to do that. I was like, this is the life. Like <laughs> I'm a grown up. <laughs> I'm a grown ass woman. I think similarly, yeah. I thought college was going to be in, in a lot of independence and a lot of parties, which is weird because I'm not a party girl at all. So I don't know why I was like in it for that. <laughs> um, but when I got to Hampton, Hampton's um, a very strict uh, institution university they have a dress code bougie, yeah very correct. bougie they want people oh, warn me about how bougie it is. Code? my mom is bougie i should have known they were gonna be bougie girls there <laughs> um, 
I love you, mommy. But yeah, they had a dress code. They had uh, a curfew. You couldn't have a car on campus the first year. Mm -hmm. Um, There were a lot of restrictions for freshmen, girls especially. Um, And so I'm just like, oh, I came here for independence. And yeah, I can eat macaroni and cheese every time I want to. (laughs) But like, I can't leave my my dorm after 930 or 10, whatever the curfew was. Um, There were good things about college too. uh, Yeah, but I got there and I was like, y'all got more rules than my parents do. No spaghetti straps? Jesus. What? No spaghetti straps. Yeah, they were afraid we were going to love each other's armpits or something. There's that respectability politics side of... Mm-hmm. I feel like Spelman Morehouse in Hampton more than anywhere else of like a late how does a lady act? Uh, oh yes because girls uh, went wearing heels beats, to class full what? face beats yeah and would go home I'm like you, you have won't. a 930 algebra class and you beat your whole face <laughs> and now you come I've you got never. your pin curls in for lunch and then you're gonna go back down and do your whole dress again oh, that's too much it's too much that's mm-hmm. see and Dickinson oh. was very like I would see people like the the dress code <laughs> sort of was like Uggs <laughs> leggings and a sweater that yeah. was like uh kind of the norm but I think for my like I didn't go in really with many expectations but the furthest east I'd been prior to going to Dickinson was Texas so I got there freshman year and I was like, there's snow. Like, oh my God. You didn't look that up before you got to the <laughs> Also, <laughs> Texas isn't east of south. It's, no. it's, it's east, east of east California. California. Yeah, yeah Literally. I like met so many. There were so many different perspectives that I had never, like, uh, I don't know. In LA, I just was like, oh yeah, people are black, like African-American. And that was so, like, I just didn't really think much about it. And then I was like, oh, shit, they're like Dominican folks and like people coming oh, from yeah. New York. And like, mm-hmm. what are these dances? The DMV. That's a right? whole wave. A whole like, culture. Connecting yeah. with African culture, too. Like, I was like, whoa, there are so many people that I just didn't know. Like, so many variations of blackness that I did mm-hmm. not have any sort of like uh, real connection to prior to going. So I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I, I think I, I loved the moments in the hallway or, like, on the quad where you just, like, run into people and be like, oh, my God. Like, good to see you on your way to the quarry. Like, I would always be late to, like, whatever meeting. Surprise, or, surprise. Like, late in college? Yeah, was late, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What? Okay. Yes, all right. Late? But, like, just you just never me. know because, like, the, the serendipitous things that happen along the way, you're just like, oh, it's good to see you and like oh I just I I really love that I was able to connect with like different people that Mm. was like Yasmin the fact that you you, weren't a cheerleader really surprises me I know like as I listen to you I did run track no I ran track at Dickinson all four years I feel like that is a beautiful image of you frolicking on your campus. (laughs) But like, what were what were some of your favorite or one of your favorite memories from college? For me, it was the Posse Plus retreat. Uh, So Posse at Dickinson was uh, particular because we had Posses from New York and Posses from LA. Um, and so there were like generations of posse scholars, which is not normal for a campus to have more than one uh, city at it. But 
we had this thing called the Posse Plus Retreat where you get to invite one person, although I would like bend the rules. I'm like, can I bring this person and this person and that person? And we'd that like have. <laughs> about right. We would have conversations with folks about like just what our lived experiences were, the intersection of race and gender and sexuality. But it was like in a cabin. So it was like a getaway for the weekend. And we'd like put warm fuzzies on the wall and like write like, you know, throughout the weekend, like, I really loved what she said about this or thanks for doing that or you made me feel great. Like it felt like <sighs> this summer camp I always dreamed about going to. And it just, like, Posse Plus retreats were really, like, such a highlight for me. I'm trying like, to imagine them doing that with COVID now. Oh, well, <laughs> like, being in a cabin together, writing fuzzies on a wall <laughs> with a mask on. In a hazmat suit a- so you can hug. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, my, my favorite memory was the day that... President Barack Obama was elected. What a day. I still feel the energy from that day because I had canvassed all around Atlanta and like really felt like I was a part of the election. And remember that song by Young Jeezy, My President is Yes, My Lambo Lambo Blue. Blue. I literally, Young Jeezy came on Spellman's campus with his blue Lambo and parked (gasps) it in front of my dorm. Stop it, Mamiya! Yes. It was like everybody, (laughs) literally the whole campus was swag surfing. Oh, like, I love it. It was God. like, it was a dream. <laughs> See, oh, I love it. That was one of my favorite days as well because I was in New York City and everybody went to 44th Street. And I remember like being like locked arms with my girls oh. and it was my first time voting. Um, and I had yep. just made the cut because, you know, mm-hmm. November, September. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I got to vote for the first black president. And I, yeah. I remember, and we were like so tight and like, the whole city was like there, like everybody. It was like the littest day in New York Yo, City. We, I feel like we should have a whole Obama episode. Like when he, when that moment happened, like I remember we were out in the streets canvassing. We would go to like Redlands or like little places in Pennsylvania, knock on people's doors, be like, yep. vote for Obama. Like it's important in Pennsylvania. But it was just, yeah, that, that moment in time felt very hopeful, mm-hmm. even as, you know. I was uh, yeah, I was um, going to community college at the time, so I wasn't surrounded by uh, schoolmates or black folks when Obama was elected, but I do remember it. Um, my favorite mo- memory from college um, is probably the, my first Thanksgiving that I got to like not be at home. I met these, there were two girls on my floor, twins, Jess and Jillian. What's up girls, if y'all listening. Um, And they were from New York and they were like, do you want to come home with us for Thanksgiving? And I was like, Aww. Yeah. Can I? Can I? I mean, yes, my mom. <laughs> yes, my mom. Yeah. Um, my parents were like, uh, yeah, whatever you want to do. Uh, which was so exciting. We rode, um, I don't even know if you're uh, allowed to call it this, but it was called the China bus. Uh, the Chinese bus. Yes. Oh, um, I remember that I think bus. now it's the Bolt. The Bolt? But I, well, I know exactly what you're talking no, about. No, Bolt is different the than the... They're oh, that's a yeah, brand. They're still yeah. the China. There's still this the Chinese it's the bus. Chinatown bus. Yeah. The it's not Chinatown because yeah. I caught it in Norfolk. It's... Um, <laughs> 
Um, but you know, they're carrying people to uh, New York very quickly and um, yes, <laughs> very mm-hmm. dangerously. But um, we paid like thirty dollars round trip. We locked arms because you know they overbooked the the bus, so we had Hell to bully yeah. our way on the bus. And uh, you know, you know, mm-hmm. your girl was six one, so I was a uh, real helpful on that mission. And I just like remember getting off the bus, and I'm like, I'm in a different place with my friend. I'm in. I'm an adult. I'm in New York City with my friends for Thanksgiving. Mm. <laughs> I'm walking the streets. Men are hollering at me in weird ways. Like this is. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, New York dudes. Ho- no, it was. Uh, that yeah. was where the Empire State Building thing came from. Y'all know that uh, as a tall woman, I get hit oh, on weird yeah. ways. Oh my god! And uh, as soon as I got off the bus, the dude was like, "Hey yo, I thought the Empire State Building was beautiful, but then there's you." It was like, and I'm like. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, son. Um, you know they say so. <laughs> Thanks, son. <laughs> I definitely came back with a New York accent, and my family was like, uh, "Stop." Um, I love it. But okay, so to wrap us up, were there any life lessons that you guys learned from college? Was it worth the cost? I mean, the cost is high. The cost is real high, and I don't. And I definitely yeah. didn't know what the cost was going to be when I started college, because I think <laughs> there would have been. Um, uh, I would have had a different plan, but I think it was worth at 17. I know. Right. Signing promissory notes for thousands and thousands of dollars. It made no sense. Mm. Um, <laughs> not knowing what that meant, you know, like, yeah, I, feel right? like I didn't even know <laughs> I, I'm going to college. Exactly. We sign. Like, yeah. sure, I'll sign them. Uh. Sign this promise to what? Um, <laughs> and we're still paying for those promises. Keep your ass in debt. That's what it's a promise <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, truthfully. <laughs> truthfully. Now we're going to get out, y'all. We're going to uh, get out. We're going to get out. I would say I would do it again in exactly the same way, going to all four colleges that I ended up going to because they each taught me a lesson. Um, but mm. I think one of the biggest lessons for me was to be thoughtful because uh, I took, I majored in English and we had to critique people's work, but also know that that was their babies. Uh, and mm. so I was taught to think, think critically and thoughtfully uh, and also outside of the box. I had a lot of great teachers that made things that I thought about religion and politics and gender um, opened my eyes on a lot of those things. I feel like, yes, I would do it again. Um, and I, it was worth, Spelman was very expensive, but it was totally worth the cost because of the fact that I, it gave me my own African-American cultural identity. Sometimes I would feel like a little Rachel Dolezal to take on certain aspects of African-American culture because that's not the culture I was raised in. But Spellman helped me to know that I am a part of that culture because all of us brown, wherever you are in the world, we all dispersed from one place. And that is what unifies all of us. Um, and... Also, that class I spoke of, ADW, helped me. It's like a vaccine that after you take that, a course like that, you see the world differently yeah. after that. Like you can't, are always going to look at everything from a critical lens mm-hmm. of blackness. Very um, much and red I'm, pill versus blue pill. You're like, it is. There's no, there's no going back once you see it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, I would do it all over again and um, maybe just not date the people that I <laughs> I would 100% do it again, or not do it again, but I'm grateful. My In terms of life lessons that I learned, it was very much learning the intersection of like art and activism and like cultivating kind of the seeds of that and just like being curious and critical, like Ashley mentioned, and like uh, building the community you need. I had to learn that at Dickinson, and 
in every aspect of my life since, including with this group and like finding community with y'all. It really has been like something that stayed with me. Like if there's a community that I need or something that I need to see or want to read or want to create, like you have to be the one to do it because no one else is going to do it for you. And once you find it, it's so rewarding. And you're like, I found my peoples. Like, uh, so yeah, art and activism, community building. Those are my life lessons. I'm going to quote somebody that I was in class with. And um, we used to step forward and say our names, like, you know, dance class, like Shakira Pay, we slate. And um, (laughs) uh, one of my peers said, it's Aubrey, bitch. And (laughs) that's how he slated his name. That's how he walked through life. Okay, Aubrey. And I just remember being like, only at AMDA can you walk into a dance class and slate your name as it's Aubrey bitch and like not get, I don't know, (laughs) reprimanded. Like there were no rules. It was just like, you can kind of do what you want and figure out who you are. And when a ton of people um, inspired me to be my creative free self, whatever that is. And yeah, I I wouldn't change anything. I feel like every step has put me um, in a place to bring me where I am. I do want to say that college is not for everyone and you do not need to go right away. Something that um, I didn't mention Mm -hmm. is that I started at Hampton University, realized that I wasn't ready to be uh, to decide what I wanted to do and I took some time off and, and went to the world and made money and found out later on what I wanted to do so that's a completely yep. valid way to do it you can graduate when you're 30 when you're 50 or you're 90 or you don't well, have to go at all very true. there are yep. different avenues yeah um, mm-hmm. but it seems like for all of us college has been helpful yes yeah. and to piggyback off of that Ashley I did take a little time off between AMDA LA and AMDA New York and worked my restaurant job and did the the broke actor thing and you know I I agree College isn't for everybody, and not every college is for everybody, and not every experience and way is for everybody, but figure out what's right for you. Mm-hmm. And you're allowed yeah. to take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. I love that, especially because, like, biggest lessons are, like, who am I? What do I like? What do I love? Right. Like, it's your chance to, like, explore what makes you come alive. And that's like the biggest thing beyond the pressure of like what your parents want you to be or what they want you to do. Who are you and what do you want and what do you want to do in this life and what makes you come alive? And if you are wondering whether or not you should take some time to figure out what you want to do next, I think now is one of the best times uh, because everything is online and you're we're learning that really um, education is going to be... Uh, <laughs> It's changing. It's changing. The world is changing. Y'all, I taught this poetry class for a group of middle schoolers in Atlanta yesterday at like 7 a.m. And like the idea of doing class on Zoom is so crazy to me. Like Mm -hmm. I can't imagine college at this time. I mean, we all still need to continue learning, but Mm -hmm. there are just so many ways, like Ashley was saying, that you can take classes online and it doesn't have to be with the weight of a tuition of a institution. They're still asking for money for them Zoom classes. (laughs) 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 Some places full tuition like Harvard. I mean, you know, I don't think it should be full tuition, but the teachers are still teaching. 
Um, and yeah, honestly, true. I would have much rather gone to school in my bedroom um, a lot of the time. <laughs> so yeah, or had the or option. had the option exactly. I- I, I love that you said that, Ashley, because even thinking back, yes, I went straight through four years, but was I supposed to be a poli sci major? I don't know, but that's what I picked when I had to, had to pick something. So I, I respect the fact that some people take that gap year or take time to really figure out what do I actually want to do? Because um, if I could go back, I probably would have done accounting or something that was practical <laughs> to use so I could be making money in LA doing something on the mm-hmm. side, you know? So I, I think mm-hmm. it's very important to, there's a lot of pressure to do the right, the right quote unquote mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. but it is not right for everyone. And sometimes it's more beneficial to you to take and get life experience in yeah. the world before you go back to get your degree. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to hear that like, it's not just folks that have like hella money or hella privileged, like that can just like, I'm going to go on daddy's dime to like the Seychelles or whatever. And like, (laughs) I don't know, like it's nice to know that that path exists uh, without the Bahamas Island. Yeah. And if you can do the Bahamas Island, I highly recommend it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I too recommend it. Take that gap year and go to the Bahamas Island when we can fly again. Um, I think it's time for us to give some advice, but first a word from our sponsors. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and a leg room that makes even long trips, comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life, 
Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you, because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Welcome back, everyone. Um, It's time for us to get into our advice letter for today. Ashley, what do they got for us? Today's letter reads... I need help, y'all. I've been living with a Scientologist <laughs> who brings home sprinkle cupcakes, magnolia Aww. bakery goods, and even Ooh. groceries from Whole Paycheck, a.k.a. Whole Foods. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Our writer got jokes. Uh, y'all, she is low-key trying to get me. She invited me to what? her church three times now, and I've refused, but I haven't refused the snacks. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. How do I create clear boundaries and still enjoy the perks of having a full belly on my roommate's black card? Oh, my goodness. Sign- wow. Scientology ain't for me, but the snacks are. Um, no. Wow. Oh. Scientology might not be for you, but stand up, maybe. You're hilarious. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's tough because... Wow. Shoot, oh, those are some of my favorite snacks. I would. No, I don't know how you say no to that. <laughs> I don't think it's that tough. I'm, I mean, if if you don't want the 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 Scientology, you clearly know she's baiting you, right? Yeah. Is that a bait, or could she just be giving from the kindness of her heart to be like, I'd like to contribute to this home that we both live in, and I. I want to contribute delicious snacks, sprinkles, cupcakes on deck, Magnolia Bakery, and Whole Foods. Like, I'm just saying, that low-key sounds like a keeper. Like, y'all don't have to practice the same religion. <laughs> but, but she's inviting her to the church all the time. But she's yeah. not like, here's a sprinkles cupcake and come to the meeting. I mean, like, we don't know. We don't cupcake. know how she's being yeah. presented with the cupcakes. But, I mean, I only need to tell <laughs> like you one I should only have to tell you one time, maybe two, that I don't want to come to your church. Three sounds Girl. like she's going to continue with the bride. If you continue to eat the snacks, she's going to continue to invite you to the church. Mm-hmm. And you can that, say no, is that but... the deal? I feel like I... The thing about Scientology that I'm checking myself about is that I have friends who are Scientologists, and I didn't even know that they were. Oh. Um, and they're some in L.A., of course. They're some of the <laughs> kindest people I've met in L.A. So I, I'm i trying to, like, rewire how I think of, like, oh, these people are crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, people say Christians mm-hmm. are crazy. So I guess I'm crazy, too. Like, and mm-hmm. just respect people's decisions to do whatever they want to build the community or live in a safe space or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. they want to yeah. do. Um, so I would just say that you're not interested like and let her know that clearly you're not interested in Mm -hmm. this um but i wouldn't like demonize her for being a scientologist yeah 
No, I hear that. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Don't demonize her. I think my, um, it, I don't want to say issue. I don't have an issue with Scientology. Don't come for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, there is a sector of it that scares me, just like there's a sector of all religion that scares me, uh, where there's the right. power. And um, from what mm. I've seen from Leah Remney's uh, <laughs> docuseries, mm-hmm. some serious retaliation factors that go on once you try to leave the church. So um, I just wouldn't want to get um get got or caught yeah. up um, in something that was <laughs> yeah. a little too heavy for me but i agree mommy be clear about your how do i create clear boundaries tell her outright for yep. sure not don't ask yep. me again don't ask me again i will continue to eat the snacks i will enjoy the whole <laughs> right. mid bite <laughs> right but it's like the cupcake is tied to like a scientology book that's how i see it that's how i imagine She's baiting these cupcakes. She pulls it and then she keeps pulling the string. It's just like, L. Ron Hubbard. Right. Desserts book. <laughs> like, so Desserts. What if he had a, he might have a dessert he book. He probably uh, does. He, he got a billion damn. books. He's got a billion books. So many books. I've always wanted to go undercover into the Scientology building. Who's with me? Well, I actually went in there one time and mm-hmm. they were like, you know, we're showing a movie. You want to come? Yes, me. You, like, you got got. They were showing a <laughs> movie. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, I sure. was like, I'd Was love it to one of their productions? Movie. Yeah, of yes. course it was. it was. No, it was like big with Tom Hanks. Like, it oh. was like so innocuous. Oh. And I'm like, movie night. And I went with a couple of friends and they were like, you just have to watch this video real okay quick. so they did and show you like, some propaganda oh. as well well no and then i was I'm like i feel creeped out i think i'm i'm gonna go <laughs> oh no but there but, were i i know like three people who are scientologists and you know that's their beliefs it doesn't affect everything there are things that i've seen just from living with one for a second that i thought was a little peculiar but uh <laughs> You know, to each their own. Yikes, yeah. yikes, yikes, yeah. yikes. Get don't, yeah. don't come for us. We are a peaceful podcast. Yeah, true that. <laughs> Enjoy the snacks and, you know, create those clear boundaries. Yeah, and if the Enjoy snacks friends. leave, buy your own. That's the beauty of, uh, beauty oh. of independence. You don't have also to. Also that. Or magnolia <laughs> cupcakes. I've never had them. I'm not a pastry person. $28 or something. I'm more into candy. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I feel like today's been awesome, guys. We've talked about colleges and our opinions on our experiences, PWIs versus HBCUs, Mm -hmm. and how everyone's college experience is different and everyone's time to go to college um, is different. And I also loved hearing, seeing the image of Shakira walking in a leotard in the street. <laughs> My favorite image just was the, the, the educated black folk twerking. I just love that one. That was a great <laughs> one. Yes. I love that image too. I'm here for it. And let's give a shout well, out to uh, all the aunties out there. Yasmin. Woohoo. Yes, auntie. Yes. <laughs> Yasmin. Yasmin. And Yasmin. I'm doing the electric yes. slide. <laughs> I'm two stepping. Uh, ah, ah. I have fun with y'all. Oh, we had so much fun. I'm an auntie too. Oh, you did not claim it. Why you wait till the end to claim? Well, I just wanted to make sure they know I'm an auntie. I had to throw it in there. Shout out to Yasmin, my niece. Oh, that's confusing. I was like, thanks, Kira. That's confusing. No, my niece. 
<laughs> anyway, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Uh, we hella love y'all and are grateful for you being here with us. Please remember to share and review this podcast. It helps us out to know what y'all are thinking. And come kiki with us on social media, at Obama's Other Daughters on Instagram, at OOD Improv on Twitter, and on Facebook at Obama's Other Daughters. Yes, and if you need some advice or you know someone else who does, um, send us your letters at oodpodcast at gmail.com. And we will see. I know I can't. I try. We we love y'all and we'll see you soon. (laughs) Bye, y'all. See you later. All right. (laughs) You down? is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.